a company out of Reno was developing these ATMs. And so we made a deal with them to, to get the first five Bitcoin ATMs off the line. Um, and basically it was kind of just to enable us to scale the business a little bit faster and, uh, and kind of, you know, cover more ground and, and make that, uh, make that, make it easier for people to, to buy and sell across the country, um, with a little bit less overhead. Hello, hello, afternoon tea listeners. I am pretty darn right excited today because we have Mitchell Demeter from Netcoins joining us. Uh, Mitchell, before before we go here, let me just set this up, if you please. Mitchell is a serial entrepreneur and pioneering figure in the cryptocurrency industry, having gained worldwide attention for launching the world's first Bitcoin ATM in Vancouver, followed by locations and partnerships in London, Singapore, Bucharest, and Tokyo. Mitchell later co-founded CoinTrade Exchange, one of Canada's earliest online digital currency exchanges, which was acquired in 2015. Prior to this, Mitchell started and sold a series of ventures from a moving and delivery company, a coffee shop, a fitness studio, to a digital currency exchange and brokerage. That's very eclectic, I got to say. We got to touch on that. He has been featured in publications such as Wire, Time, Huffington Post, Fast Company, and Forbes. He currently serves as president of Netcoins, a cryptocurrency trading platform where his vision is to make it easier easy and accessible for anyone to buy and sell and understand cryptocurrency. Mitchell, thanks so much for joining us today. Thanks for having me on, Chris. Oh, fantastic. Fantastic. So here's, here's my first question. It should have been, is it Mitch or Mitchell? Uh, either one works. Either one Not works. Picky. Okay. I like that. I like that. I, 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 picky is so unnecessary. Um, tell you what, why don't we start with this? Tell me about Netcoins. What, what, yeah. Set that up if you please. Absolutely. So Netcoins is an online platform that makes it easy for Canadians to buy and sell crypto as well as understand it. Uh, we, we spent a lot of time on a section of the site that we call the Netcoins Academy um, mm-hmm. that basically just goes into detail of, of a lot of the commonly asked questions by people that when they're first getting into crypto. Uh, but ultimately, um, we've, we've tried our best to, to make the user experience as, as familiar as possible. Um, you know, obviously, as people are getting into crypto for the first time, there's there's a lot of questions and apprehension, and uh, and so yeah, basically we've we've created a platform where you can come on, you can get verified, um, fund your account, and then buy and sell your your first digital assets. Fantastic. Well, what what you know what what's the most popular question you get? Um, I, I think the most popular question is probably right out the gate, what is Bitcoin? And, uh, you know, Bitcoin is, is a lot of different things and, uh, and it's kind of different things to different people. But the, the easiest explanation is, is Bitcoin is it's the first digital currency that was ever invented. And um, it's often referred to as a digital version of gold. And like gold, there's a finite amount. Only 21 Bitcoin will ever be in existence. Um, and it, it's also been the best performing asset over the last uh, 10 years. It's, it's had an average increase of about 200 or sorry about 200 percent over the last 10 years year over year so so yeah it's uh you know you definitely need to spend some time there's there's a ton of good resources on our website um and i usually just recommend people spend the time take a few hours out of your sunday afternoon and watch some youtube videos because uh you know it's, it's not really something you can fully explain in in depth or um in you know a 30 second little elevator pitch 
I hear you. I hear. You. I mean, the technology itself is relatively simple and straightforward, and I guess that's what's what's beautiful, um, you know, about about a, a ledger based, uh, you know, currency platform. Um, well, what what are the? I mean, we mentioned Bitcoin here. Are there other are there other currencies that you're you, you as Netcoins trade as well, or are you just focused mostly on Bitcoin? So I would say Bitcoin accounts for about ninety percent of our trade volume, but we do offer seven different assets on the platform. So we've got Bitcoin, Ethereum. Um, Ethereum is probably our, our second highest traded vol- traded token, um, and then we offer Litecoin, Bitcoin Cash, uh, USDT, um, and then QCAD and uh, and XRP, which is Ripple. Very cool. Very cool. No, I, I I mean, it's hard to go anywhere without hearing NFT this or NFT that I understand that's not a cryptocurrency. I mean, it's it's it, it's again borrows from the ledger borrows from smart contracts, all that I mean, usually, um, well, it's not always this way, but quite often run on Ethereum as well. Um, do you have anything to do with NFTs? Or is that you're focusing on the cryptocurrency side alone? Um, yeah, so we don't currently do anything with NFTs. Um, where we really shine is is basically getting people into crypto from fiat currency. So kind of that that exchange between Canadian dollars or US dollars into the ecosystem. And then from there, people kind of take their their Bitcoin or or their Ethereum and they take it and, and you know they can switch it into all kinds of altcoins on different platforms or or go and buy NFTs. But uh, it's definitely something we're watching. And uh, you know, I, I do think it's still early stages or early days for NFTs, and I think there is probably a bright future there. And so we, we might uh, we might have to start getting involved. Uh, I, I, it, it's, it's, it seems like everyone thinks they need to get involved in this right now. But um, but what is interesting yeah. is you know some of the biggest companies or the most exciting companies right now are Vancouver based, and you know, and I think they are planting the seeds for their, uh, a lot of where the direction is going. And I think that's super exciting uh, to to Absolutely. even just be part of that. Um, well, you know, what, let's let's get back. I mean, I do remember uh, when uh, you you created the ATM for Bitcoin, and uh, I remember reading about that in CNN and being you know amazed, and then reading that from Vancouver and going. Wow, that's that's even cooler. Uh, you know, in fact, if you type into CNN the word Vancouver, there's not a lot of news stories that come on. So this is this is you know fantastic to to get on uh, the radar. Um, tell me about the idea behind that. How did how did that start? So it was it was kind of born um, like a couple of friends and I started buying and selling crypto. We we kind of just got exposed to it. The, the whole concept clicked for us fairly quickly. And then we were trying to help other people understand it and, and buy and sell it. And so we, we ended up setting up a in-person brokerage uh, down in South Granville where people could come in and they could, they could basically buy their first Bitcoin. And, um, and from that, uh, it was actually fairly successful. We, we had a lot of demand. Um, and then we, our plan was to scale across the country and open up more of those physical brokerages where people could come in and kind of learn and kind of build community. Um, but then we came across the, uh, the ATM, um, a company out of Reno was developing these ATMs. And so we made a deal with them to, to get the first five Bitcoin ATMs off the line. Um, and basically it was kind of just to enable us to scale the business a little bit faster and, uh, and kind of, you know, cover more ground and, and make that, uh, make that, make it easier for people to, to buy and sell across the country, um, with a little bit less overhead. Well, I mean, I, I love the idea because especially, you know, what was that about 2015, 16? 
That was 2013. 13, my gosh. Okay. That's uh, yeah. yeah. Early days, early days. But I mean, a lot of early people days. heard about it. The buzz was there, but there was no physical concept of it. And I think that you brought, you know, from the, from the digital, what if to the actual physical, Hey, this is where I get my money from. I understand this, you know, and yeah. I don't need to talk to a teller about it. So I don't seem stupid, <laughs> you know, trying yeah. to, yeah. trying to Absolutely. explain, I don't know what this is, but I want to be part of it. Um, you know, yeah. I think you caught really, you know, a really, interesting concept to, to, like I say, solidify that in people's minds. And uh, so did that yeah. work out as, as kind of like, did that create business for you or was that just a really good buzz marketing ways wise? Yeah, it, me? It, it created a lot of business because the, the entire concept and, and people still have a hard time wrapping their minds around it because it, it is, you know, primarily digital and it, it's all just in the cloud essentially. And so bringing that real world connection and uh, you know, a physical space and, and kind of, you know, where you can see your, your, your paper money goes in and, uh, and then you, you, you see that you make the connection between the blockchain right at that time. And so I think it's really important. Um, you know, obviously the, the, the online world is evolving very quickly, mm -hmm. but, uh, but we still live in a digital legacy world that, um, you know, you need to bridge that gap and it takes time. And so having that physical presence really made a difference. For sure, for sure. I mean, the fact the fact that I mean, Bitcoin's roughly 60, 60k, rough roughly float float up and down, um, and and it's still just in its infancy. Though I guess it's become. I mean, it's what about ten years old now? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, so it's uh, going to be a teenager soon, I guess. That's that's mature. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, it, it takes a long time for these uh, these technologies to kind of gain mainstream adoption for people to understand it. But we've we've definitely come a long way in the last you know even the last eight years that I've been involved. Oh, for sure. Especially now that, you know, you got the, the, the big brokerages wanting to do it and, uh, you know, for, for, for good or bad, you know, the story around Tesla doing it. And, uh, the reason why I say the yeah. good or bad, I think it's a great idea. Of course, you know, our, our friend Elon is going to do something like that with, with Bitcoin. But at the end of the day, my concern is as a, as a Tesla shareholder is that Bitcoin's price now floats with, uh, with Tesla. It's just another variable now that, you know, can, can, yeah. uh, can, can, uh, can alter the price of the shares, but at the same time i love the vision absolutely. yeah yeah absolutely and and it's uh it is interesting and, and it definitely connects it but uh if, if you look at you know the the macro environment and you know what um dollars have been doing over the last 50 years um you know it might be more concerning if they were holding only dollars right Oh, completely. I mean, yeah, you can you can see inflation, you can feel it and taste it these days and exactly. housing. Well, pretty much pretty much in everything. So the fact yeah, that you absolutely. know you've got you've got a currency that is uh well <laughs> growing in leaps and bounds and 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 doesn't really seem to have much slowdown. Um, yeah. no, that's that's what could, well no, when when was the first time that you heard about it? when was when was that aha moment where you said, This is what I'm gonna do? You know, this is what I need to do, this is gonna be amazing. Yeah. So so it was early 2013. It was January of 2013. And uh, some friends and I, we were all kind of into gold and silver and, and kind of sound money and Austrian economics. And, uh, you know, we, we kind of saw that there was, you know, some, some imbalances and, uh, you know, some basically injustice in the current monetary system where, you know, there's a few people that control the entire money circulation and supply for, for the world, essentially. And, um, and so, so that's where we were. And, and basically you're kind of trusting those people not to devalue your money. And so, so that's what kind of got us into to gold and silver and, and just understanding the premise of sound money. 
And then when we discovered gold or sorry, Bitcoin, um, you know, that aha moment kind of clicked really quickly that if it were to gain traction, um, you know, and and basically people were to adopt it and, and see that the value there, that uh, that it would spread really quickly. And mm-hmm. uh, and sure enough, you know, a lot of people saw exactly what we saw. So I was fortunate enough that, uh, you know, in the probably six months leading up to being introduced to Bitcoin, I, it just so happened I was kind of in that stage or that phase where, where I was really into this kind of stuff. And, uh, mm-hmm. and so it clicked really quickly for me. So when you say into that kind of stuff, and pardon me for saying this, does that mean you're like an Anne Rind libertarian, you know, really going down that going down that route? Pretty close. I, um, not like not as extreme as some people would be, but uh but yeah, I, I was definitely leaning that way. And, uh-huh. uh, you know, I, I think that, you know, over like, even if you look at what's happened in the last year around the world, um, you know, people probably don't realize it, but I think a lot more people are actually starting to lean that way in general. And, uh, you know, and, and I think ultimately Bitcoin kind of gives those people a, a vehicle and, uh, you know, it, it, it started this movement that, uh, you know, is really tech enabled um, mm-hmm. to basically kind of free people from from a system that uh, isn't really isn't really working and wasn't really working for for the vast majority of the population. Sure, I mean the transnational, you know, uh, I won't call it limitations. It's the opposite, you know. It's 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 yeah. the the liberties with it. Well, you know, it's 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 interesting because I've had, and I'm sorry when I say the the the, the Anne Ryden one. It's just you know we get yeah, certain. Yeah. I mean, you know what? Maybe you don't know what we do. The TTT we we make software for clients all over the place. Okay, and we will get people that want to do a crypto play. And I, I mean, I've got a couple of cryptocurrency stories of people from from back east when um, back in Asia that came here because you know it got shut down there and what they wanted to make and. We're talking some scary stuff, and I'm pretty sure my uh, my handlers here are telling me, "Do you don't do don't talk about those stories?" <laughs> you have to have met a couple of characters uh, over oh, your time. Absolutely. The libertarian. Do you have any that you could like neuter and share, or is that is that just too too touchy um, a topic for you? Yeah, it, it's hard to say. There's definitely you know in, in the early days, especially there there's a lot of like fringe type people, and and that was actually partially responsible for for us wanting to open up a physical location because you know we would you know we, we had uh, there, there was a website called uh, local bitcoin where you could basically post that you could buy and sell bitcoin i think the site actually still operates but it was a real peer-to-peer uh, bitcoin trading platform where basically you know you you'd connect with somebody on the site and meet up with them very similar to a craigslist type transaction and uh and you know the the people that we were meeting were you know came from all walks of life but uh, but more often than not they were kind of the fringe libertarian type and the technology was new and you know people didn't really know how many block confirmations we needed to wait for and uh, and you know anytime you're dealing with money it's, it's emotional and so and people didn't understand it and so you know there'd be some tense tense moments or you know we, we'd meet somebody and they'd want to wait for you know six confirmations um so we'd sit there for an hour and listen to off the wall stories and and then you know people would be kind of tense and so we decided they'd probably be less tense if if we were in an office and we had a brand and we had a website and they they knew that we we're going to be here tomorrow and we're going to be here next month and mm. uh you know we're, we're not trying to fleece anybody and or trying to pull any funny business and and so that was kind of motivated us to to build a trusted brand that uh you know, there, there'd be less uncertainty when, when dealing with people from all walks of life. And, you know, and even still to this day, I guess it's just like any business dealing with the public that, you know, you, you get all kinds of characters. 
Oh, sure, sure, sure. And, and I love, I mean, it's funny. I mean, we trust the corporation of it. It's, you know, kind of funny yeah. when you think about it, but at the end of the day, it makes total sense, right? Like you're, you're legitimizing it. Uh, you're creating a physical address where people can, you know, go and go and see it. Uh, and again, when you have the, the ATM machines, you have an actual machine that says, if I want my money, it's liquid. Like it's not stuck somewhere yeah. in a ledger that, you know, the, the deep freezes that you keep hearing these stories about where the, uh, um, things went a little nutty. And the fact that you don't hear about these as much kind of shows how the maturity of the industry, I, I would say, yeah. you know, but I, I'm sure those people would love to find the, the, uh, those keys still. Um, well, you know, I mean, I, I find it really interesting that your, your primary business or businesses before you got into the, uh, the, the cryptocurrency side are all more traditional. You know, we, we, we talked about a coffee shop and all that. Do you find yourself that, you know, once, once you retire from the crypto world, you know, you're, 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 a, you're a mega billionaire and you retire from the crypto world and, you know, you don't just go buy an island. Would you start another business like a coffee shop or something like that? Or is that just hard for you to scale now in your mind? Yeah, I, I think, um, you know, I, it's, this has been a great experience for me and I've learned a lot about, um, building and running a large, larger scale business. Um, but, but ultimately I'm an entrepreneur at heart and, uh, you know, I, I see opportunities everywhere, whether they're in crypto or, or elsewhere. And, um, you know, I, I'm overall, I'm not fussy when, when there's opportunity, there's opportunity and, uh, mm -hmm. you know, it could be, could be another coffee shop. Wasn't a huge fan of the retail, that type of retail <laughs> business personally, but, uh, it's a lot of work. Yeah. Like, <laughs> Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And so ultimately, yeah, I, I'm not sure what what will be in store for me. I, I've definitely found myself in, you know, a variety of different types of businesses. And I think it's just, you know, I'm, I'm always watching for opportunities. Sounds good. And have you always been Vancouver based or you, have you been uh, in other parts too? Mostly Vancouver based, yeah. Very good. Very good. Now I, I was reading about when we were doing, when we were doing our research, you can't see the air quotes for those on the, on the, on the, the, the podcast version of this, but um, you joined big and that's big with two G's that's B I G G's board of directors last summer. What, what's, what's that all about? Yeah. So, so big is big digital assets and um, they actually acquired net coins in August of 2019. Um, into kind of their their portfolio of companies and uh the sister company is blockchain intelligence group which is a an on-chain forensic company mm -hmm. and so it was a really good fit for us because you know basically our mission is to take crypto mainstream and, and add legitimacy and work with regulators and and kind of just help the market mature and so so that was a there was a good fit um and it, it's been great and then in um yeah, when I joined the board of directors, it, there there was a seat that opened up, and it kind of just gave me, you know, a seat at the table to kind of you know have a have a little bit of input on the, the bigger picture, uh, no pun intended, but uh, <laughs> um, but yeah, just have the some ship. input on, on yeah yeah exactly yeah kind of just uh, you know help direct the the larger picture for uh, for net coins and uh, and for big digital assets overall. Very cool. No, no. Where do you think the future of crypto is? I mean, this NFT is kind of interesting because, I mean, when you think about it, it could be a crypto. I mean, it is a coin at the end of the day, too, right? I mean, there's only so many of them out there. They're limited edition. You know, uh, we got crypto kitties. We have all these, you know, wonderful Vancouver ideas. But what do you think the future is in, in cryptocurrency? Um, I think it'll it'll continue to operate similar to the way that it is now for a long time. And then I think we'll get to a point where it's kind of like the internet, where it, it just operates 
and it's integrated deeply into everything that touches our lives. So medical records will be held on blockchain, all banking everywhere, all payments will be done on blockchain. And um, I think it'll be less sensational. Um, it'll kind of just be, you know, the underlying technology, much like, you know, the internet, uh, you know, is, is underpinning this, this video call, right? Mm -hmm. um, and, uh, and we're already seeing that movement happen where, um, you know, banks are starting to use it for internal ledger transfers. And uh, yeah, I think um, ultimately it'll, it'll create more efficiency in the world. Um, it'll create more efficiency in markets. Um, like in the crypto world, we've got markets that trade 24 seven with immediate delivery. And you, you think about the legacy system where the markets are open nine to five, um, Monday to Friday settlement takes two days. And, you know, there's mm -hmm. thousands of people involved in, in reconciling these, you know, these ledgers, I think, um, you know, in the years to come, we'll, we'll see those systems work on the blockchain and, uh, and yeah, so every, it'll, it'll basically touch every, every aspect of our lives, but, uh, but I think we won't even really talk about it because it'll just be the way it is. Yeah, yeah, I have to, I have to agree. I think it's, uh, you know, it's such a base technology. And, uh, you know, as it matures, you know, we're just going to find more and more more uses for it, that'll make it almost just like be as if it's air, you know, it's just part of part of Absolutely. part of the day. Well, what's your thoughts on like government, government currency going going digital and also say like stable coin or something well, stable coins, I guess it's more of a, a philosophy yeah. than, a, than a product. What's what's your thoughts on that? Do you think that will um, like lower the lower the um, the opportunity of Bitcoin's rise? Or do you think that'll uh, just be another option i think it'll it'll be another option i think it's going to create a lot of efficiencies in the banking system it'll make it easier for us to send money around the world mm -hmm. faster it'll make it easy faster and cheaper um you know for us to to do foreign exchange and uh and we'll be able to interact with you know equities and real estate and smart contracts of all sorts um and then on the the central bank digital currency side i think um I think ultimately it's, um, it, it'll exist and, and I think it can actually help educate people on, mm -hmm. on government currencies as a whole. Um, I think there, there's a lot of issues with governments having complete monopolies on currency. And so, you know, as people learn about crypto and, and the kind of ethos behind it, and then they've got these alternative currencies, which I guess right now Bitcoin's alternative currency, but uh, at some point they'll they'll kind of be side by side, and then people will have the choice which one they want to interact with, which one they want to hold, which one they want to use on a day to day basis, and that's something that's you know really revolutionary because before there was no choice, and uh, even the thought of having choice of currency was you know not <laughs> not even in the realm of possibility. So, yeah. So I think overall there's there's a uh, um, a full transition and, you know, a bit of a revolution happening just in, in people's minds as they get educated on this. Yeah, very much. I mean, I think of, I mean, we're, we're still lucky. I mean, I, I, I agree with you, you know, we don't have, well, I mean, as, as Canadians and as the government of Canada, the bank of Canada, they have the tools and the levers they can push and pull in order to, you know, affect the rate of what the Canadian dollars or the American dollar. But like, think of th places like, you know, like I was in Zimbabwe before all this craziness happened and you see the, you know, or I could show you some of the money, you know, hundred billion dollar notes and stuff like that. And what they use is American dollars. And the only reason why is because that's the only one that's trustworthy. Well, you know, these, these, these stable, 
Google coins or even any of these digital coins. Cause they are, I mean, I saw the average, the person's in Bali seemed to have three cell phones. I was, I didn't really understand that because you know, they seem to make $2 a day and steak was five. So I didn't really, you know, it was a very kind of a scary place, but I could see where you have a currency like that or for Venezuela or something like this, where you can actually stabilize it because you know, it's a little more trusted. It's not the, the levers aren't being pulled all that. Do you, I mean, do you see, do you see Bitcoin becoming like a, a currency or, or something like that, as opposed to a stable coin? Or, or again, I'm, I'm using the, the genre, you know, a, yeah. a stably traded, yeah. like a coin that's traded against gold or has some sort of, you know, value parity kind of a yeah. thing. Yeah, I, I think that uh, I think there's a potential for us to see just a complete switch in the way that even government currencies are managed and issues like issued. Like we're basically in a gigantic monetary experiment right now. The U.S. Mm-hmm. has issued 40 percent of the uh, of the existing or the circulating U.S. dollars in the last year. And, you know, the Canadian government is, is doing similar things and you can see it in housing prices mm-hmm. and you can see it in a lot of different assets. And so it's all just one big experiment. And, you know, we've fared better than Venezuela thus this far, but, uh, but we'll see what the years to come have in store. Like we, we really don't know. And I don't think they really know, you know, what effect this is going to have. And so, so as you, you know, position this next to, a, a currency like Bitcoin or an asset like Bitcoin, um, you know, people are going to decide which one they want to hold and, and, and we'll see what happens, I guess. Very cool. Very cool. Now, la- la- last question of, the, of, of our session today, when you mm-hmm. opened up the ATM, what was the, what was the rate Bitcoin was at that day? Um, I believe we were about $230 Canadian. I, I hope you bought a bunch. That's all. That's all I can say. I didn't. I mean, I, I lost out there. It's not too late. It's not it. Thank you. I, I totally agree. Yeah. Well, Mitch, thank you so much for being on, uh, on, on the show today. It was a lot of fun. Uh, you know, I, I don't know a lot about uh, the, the, the cryptocurrencies and all that. And uh, I really enjoyed learning it from you. So uh, I thank you and, and best of luck with Netcoins. Beautiful. I appreciate you having me on. Ahoy, afternoon tea listeners. If you got this far, I assume you like this episode and that is awesome. Thank you. In such a case, please rate and review Afternoon Tea Podcasts and subscribe on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts from. Afternoon Tea is a podcast focusing on the business of technology in Canada. We do have some great guests lined up for future episodes, but we'd love to hear your thoughts too. Please do let us know who you think should be on the show. You can do so by emailing me at podcast at ttt.studio. That is podcast, P-O-D-C-A-S-T, at ttt, that's three T's, dot studio, S-T-U-D-I-O. You will notice there is no dot com because we are that sophisticated. Furthermore, you can find us on social media at TTT underscore studios. I look forward to chatting with you soon.